Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Self-Direction for Duly Eligible Individuals Utilizing LTSS. This podcast was excerpted from a webinar presented live on August 21st, 2019. In this podcast, Kristen Bugara, a case management supervisor at the Direction Home Akron-Kenton Area Agency on Aging and Disabilities, gives an overview of self-direction and the role of case managers in supporting this effort for their participants. So let's jump right in. Next slide. What is self-direction? So self-direction is a service model or a philosophy that describes service delivery. And it differs from the traditional route of providing services. It helps people of all ages and disabilities maintain their independence at home by choosing the mix of supports and services that work best for them based on their assessed needs. Self-direction or participant direction is grounded in the independent living philosophy. In 1993, self-directed options for home and community-based services were included in the healthcare reform recommendations. And then by 2010, Affordable Care Act improved options for self-direction in Medicaid waivers and authorized new programs focusing on participant direction or self-direction. Next slide. The self-direction model empowers people by expanding their degree of choice and control over their supports and services that they choose to receive in their home so that they can remain independent for as long as possible. Next slide. The goals of self-direction seek to maximize each person's ability to control their own decisions and really promotes self-efficacy, which is the belief that what the belief in one's own ability to succeed. Self-direction complements person-centered planning and facilitation. It broadens choice and control over services and supports and staff to further individualize and deliver supports that are tailored to the person's needs. Next slide. Some good characteristics of candidates that are good for self-directed individuals are a desire or a want to have input in their decisions regarding care, an ability to manage and communicate their own decisions, an ability to understand what is allowable under each service and acts as the employer of record. They should have a stable living environment and a strong backup plan. Um, Members who would not be ideal candidates for self-direction would be those people who have been deemed incompetent by a doctor or individuals who do not have any desire to to participate in their capacity for regarding their own care. So that brings me, next slide, that brings me to the subject of authorized representatives in self-direction. An authorized representative is a person 
a person's legal guardian or family member, or any other person identified by a member to help manage services as defined in the care plan and supervise employees if, if a person is unable to do so independently. So if a person is unable to maintain control over their own supports and services, they may assign somebody to act as an authorized representative to do that on their behalf. This option allows for many people who wouldn't ordinarily be able to self-direct participate in self-directed services. Next slide. Within self-direction, there are two different types of self-directed authority. There is an employer authority and a budget authority. Within self-directed employer authority, when that authority takes place, there is an assessed need for personal care services. The person then assumes the responsibility for being the personal care provider's employer. And what this includes is hiring their provider, training their provider, assisting with setting a pay rate within guidelines, directing their own care, and then potentially terminating their provider if that's necessary. Next slide. In budget authority, a person must have an assessed need for any one of the listed services here. So choices home care attendant service, alternative meal services, pest control, home modification, maintenance and repair, home medical equipment, supplemental adaptive and assisted, assisted devices. If the assessed need is there for any one of those services, the person can assume the responsibility for choosing a provider for that service, scheduling the service, and then setting the pay rate within guidelines for that service. And that's what's considered budget authority. Next slide. So this slide shows a snapshot of what traditional care management looks like versus self-directed care management. The left side lists traditional care management and you can see that the consumer at the beginning, the consumer and the care manager decide which services are needed based on the assessment. The consumer then locates a provider or an agency. The agency decides which workers to send and when, the provide, and when to provide care, and then the case manager helps to resolve service issues with the agency taking direction from the, from the, the person. On the right side, through self-directed care management, the consumer and the case manager decide which services are best based on the assessment, but then the consumer locates the providers and determines their own schedule based on their assessed needs. The consumer then will hire and manage their own employees and directly resolve their own service issues. Of course, the case manager is very supportive through this process. Which brings me to my next slide. The role of care management within self-direction. So care managers play a very important role within 
self-direction through education, facilitation, and support. Next slide. Education is the foundation for a successful self-directed person. The care manager is responsible for each person, for informing each person what services and supports they qualify for based on the assessment. It is the care manager's responsibility to ensure that the self-directed person is aware of their responsibilities as the employer and how to communicate when their needs are not being met. Next slide. Facilitation. Another role within care management with a self-directed individual is facilitation. So during the assessment process, discussion of health goals, likes, and dislikes should be clearly identified so that the person and the care manager are aware. Barriers to care should be discussed, for example, living in a remote area, challenging family members that may be present during care hours, or what a process would look like when a service is not completed to satisfaction. For employer authority, the application process may become very overwhelming for both the person and the prospective provider, so assistance and explanation from the case manager is very helpful. Next slide. And finally, support. Care managers are the glue, care manager support is the glue that holds self-direction together. Although the case manager doesn't take a front seat role in the scheduling of services, it's essential for support to be, to be there when it comes to discussing services. The case manager should encourage each person to make good decisions and reminders of what, health, what the health goals are. There should be continuous review of the care plan to ensure that each person is achieving what they had intended to achieve. Guiding the individual to make sound decisions and supporting them through their decision, their decision process helps to reduce any possible negative outcomes that may come of making, making negative decisions. And of course, a good backup plan is required and should be discussed often. This is important because there are times when a service, particularly personal care service, can fall through and there needs to be a backup plan when that happens. Next slide. So there are several benefits to consumers through self-direction. Since the consumer is in control of their own supports and services, flexible scheduling is an option. Shifts can be scheduled whenever um, that they are ready for services. It also reduces unmet, unmet needs and call-offs because working closely with an employee um, and addressing your needs on a day-to-day -day basis does re reduce those unmet needs. It also enhances feelings of safety and promotes independence, choice, and self-determination. Since individuals can choose their own service providers, they often feel more comfortable with their own decisions and communicating their decisions to that person. Next slide. 
Of course, there are care management benefits too. The main benefit is the reduction of service gaps. Service gaps and call-offs are a care manager's nightmare and become, can become detrimental to a person's health and safety. Since the self-directed person is hiring a reliable employee, oftentimes, and oftentimes that employee is a neighbor or friend, call-offs and service gaps seem to be reduced and there are fewer requests for changes in service providers. So self-directed care can be very satisfying and a personal option for people who want to receive services and supports in their home. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MNCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enroll in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.